Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we like to discuss the details and mention it all. All right, let's get into the episode. So today I'm going to be reviewing a couple of podcasts, uh, one, the Taylor Strucker show, like a short snippet from it, and then also a good guys podcast. But first just wanted to get into my regular segments. Uh, so first of all, if you would like to support the show, please subscribe to my premium content, uh, called craving more, which gets you two additional episodes per month. Uh, you can, uh, subscribe through the link in my profile, in my bio on Instagram at the diet obsessed podcast. And, uh, there's two levels. There's a VIP level and then there's just a basic level. So, uh, the basic level gets you two extra episodes a month. And then the VIP level gets you bonus episodes, extra premium content, video content, all kinds of extra stuff. So, uh, so those are through the link in my bio on Instagram. Another way you can support the show if you don't want to subscribe is just by leaving a rate and review. That means wherever you listen to podcasts, just go and leave some stars, leave a comment. It really means so much to podcasters when you do that. Uh, it's how we get ranked. It's how we can, you know, drive success for podcasting. So it'll keep, keep the show going. So that's a good way to support. Um, anyway, so let's get into my regular segments, starting with a mental health check-in. So today I actually didn't want to talk about my mental health. I didn't get any abusive text messages this week from our business partners. So that's good. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Uh, I actually kind of wanted to touch on somebody who must be suffering. And that is Sam Bankman Freed, SBF. So he is the gentleman, oh, I shouldn't say gentleman, he's the scammer who is now in jail for running that fake exchange. Well, not a fake exchange. He was basically uh, kind of running a Ponzi scheme, if you will, and stealing people's money who had invested in his cryptocurrency exchange, FTX. Not sure if any of you were affected or any of you ever invested in crypto. Um, I kind of got sucked in with a little bit of FOMO. I, I felt like I was missing out on this next big thing. And, you know, I was given advice to only kind of gamble with what I what I could lose. And so, I, I mean, I lost all the money that I ever put into crypto. So, you know, it, it's I didn't have that necessary to lose, but I it wasn't fun to lose it. But, you know, it, it's, it is a gambling. I mean, really, when you're investing basically gambling. So, and especially with something like cryptocurrency, I you know, I find I'm very fascinated by people that are that scam other people. And how this relates to diet culture is Sam Bankman-Fried or how they call him SBF is actually a vegan. So, he's been in jail and there is he's been subsisting on only bread and water. And so the article that I read said lawyers for former crypto billionaire who was vegan said the detention center is not accommodating his diet and is failing to regularly dispense his prescription Adderall. He's literally now subsisting on bread and water, which are the only things he's served that he can eat. And sometimes peanut butter, his attorney, his attorney, Mark Cohen, told the court. Bankman Freed, who's 31, has pleaded not guilty to multiple conspiracy and fraud charges related to the collapse of his exchange FTX in November. If convicted on all charges, he could face more than 100 years in prison. So this is a guy that went from being a billionaire and having all this influence, probably eating the best vegan food that money can buy to eating just bread and water. Uh, I had actually read this, uh, read something about this other article that had been written about him when he was still living in the Bahamas. And he actually never, he, it talked about how he like opened this, this vegan pouch of, I forget exactly what it was, but it sounded disgusting. Like he didn't heat it up. He was just eating this like, this, this, I don't know. It doesn't sound like he ever really ate really good vegan food, but I just thought it was kind of fascinating that, you know, somebody who was a billionaire who could have, 
you know, you think about these people who who commit crimes, who, you know, can can eat the best of the best, and then suddenly they're behind bars and they're eating literal jail food. I mean, can you imagine what jail food must be like? It must be so disgusting. And then that's the rest of your life, potentially. So this is why I try, try to do right by people. I never want to have to eat jail food. So I'm going to, you know, do right by people in business, not only because it makes me feel good about myself, but also because I'd like to be in control of what I eat for the rest of my life. So anyway, that's my mental health check-in. I hope all of you have had a good mental health journey this week. And I just, I'm, I'm fascinated by this FTX guy. And so when I saw this article about how he's eating bread and water, I just had to report on it. So that's the mental health check-in for this week. All right. Now my awkward food moment of the week. Now this is actually how I prevent awkwardness. Okay. So, you know, when you're at a party and I was just thinking about this when I was at my little Sunday pool party this past Sunday. So my friends, uh, my my friend had a person in town who was cooking all the stuff for us. It was so nice. And he put all these beautiful platters on the table and and we're all sitting around. Like he, he, he puts them on, on there. It's all this charcuterie and all kinds of good stuff. And, and everybody just sits there, right? This, this is a phenomenon that happens at restaurants, that happens at, you know, everywhere. What I've, what I've learned is that I should just go and dig in and be the first one that, that digs in because the food will sit there getting cold. I am someone who is very anal retentive about eating food when it tastes its best. So, um, you know, when, when food is first served, especially if it's like bread and it's warm bread or, you know, some sort of appetizer, like if it's like, you know, a, a crudo with fish, it's like, I want that when it's chilled to perfection, not when it's been sitting there getting warm. Um, and so what I've, what I've learned to actually help smooth over the awkwardness of who's going to be the first one is I often, if if I sense that awkwardness, no one else is going to do it. I make it a point to go in, dig in first, take the first one, and then, and then everybody else does. So it's like, you're welcome, people. I am taking the awkwardness for you of being the first person to dig right in and get that first bite. Now, I am conscious to not always take like the best of the best piece or the biggest piece. Like, you know, I am... I am kind enough to allow others to take sometimes the best piece or the biggest piece, but, but I do feel that I need to be the first one to dig in. So just wanted to comment on this phenomenon that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to because it's just what happens when people dine together and something is presented to them. There's always this little bit of an awkward food moment that I feel the need to alleviate. So That's my awkward food moment of the week. Okay, so now for my diet culture media moment. So I was, I saw this article in the news about Heidi Klum. And it was reported that she only eats 900 calories per day. And I was like, what? I'm like, first of all, if she only ate 900 calories a day, she'd be emaciated. And and Heidi Klum is obviously a famous model. She's gorgeous. She's thin. But she also doesn't look emaciated. She looks she looks healthy, you know. And so I was I was actually really surprised by that. I'm like, she doesn't look like someone who like is so restrictive that she. I mean, I'm. I would imagine that she probably chose well and chose healthy foods because she looks great. And I mean, she just has that model model body. And a lot of people with those tall, thin, naturally genetically blessed bodies that are just really thin like that and tall. I mean, if you want to call that genetically blessed. But a lot of people that have those tall bodies um, can eat more. <laughs> they just can. Their, their bodies can just take in more calories and tend to process it, you know, just just fine. So that was another reason. Like a lot of the tall people that I know can eat a lot more. And so I was like, again, I was really surprised by that. 
And then the, it kind of went on to say that, oh, she like got on her scale in front of her, in front of her followers. And she was, you know, 130, 738 pounds. And anyway, so, so she came out a couple days later saying that that was totally false, that she's never counted calories. And she just hates that, you know, people just latch on to any type of salacious information and report on it as if it's true. So I was glad that she said that because I'm like, this is not, you know, because what she was saying is that people could actually start doing that and think that that's the right thing to do. And that's really an unhealthy way to to report because, you know, people are, are influenced by those things. And, and obviously 900 calories for anybody is not enough. So anyway, I think that it's great that she came out and, and it's funny because after I had first read it, I went to follow her on Instagram and on it, she had like on her Instagram story, she had this picture of what she was eating, you know, for a meal. It was a good piece of steak uh, some asparagus, some salad, a half a baked potato with what looked like some sort of some sort of spread on it. I don't know if it was butter or margarine or or some sort of non dairy butter, but you know it was a it was a good, well balanced meal of whole foods. And so I was like, this does not look like somebody who's like starving herself. So I was glad that she came out with that. I really like Heidi Klum. And she does not just eat 900 calories a day. She does choose well. She talked about how, you know, she chooses, you know, good foods to put in her body. But um, but she's never counted calories in her life. And for most of us, counting calories is absolute torture. I know anytime I have, it sends me in a, in a very bad spiral. So, so anyway, Heidi Klum does not do that. Uh, the second... Uh, diet culture media moment I wanted to report on is because, you know, I talked about in my last podcast where, you know, I was kind of reviewing Dr. Mark Hyman and, you know, obviously, and I follow him on Instagram right now. And of course he, he has pictures of this beautiful food and it's all whole foods and it's mushrooms and it's steak and it's chicken and it's, you know, uh, yams and it's, it's all beautiful, colorful, whole foods which look is is an ideal way to eat and i try to eat that way as much as possible uh but i will say that when i went to the grocery store i was so i, I was like in my head about certain like complex carbs and and different things and i just didn't like my mentality at that time and you know especially about how you know he was like well you know if you if you eat a cookie if you your body's craving a cookie you're addicted and, and I mean, I literally went and ate pizza and ate candy after that. So I was, I just knew it, it didn't have a great effect on my mentality. So, so I hope I didn't trigger anybody else in this audience. Again, I, I think like I, I want to kind of lighten up some of these topics and not do, I want to change up the topics because I think I, I, I feel like I did three back to back physician reviews, which were all about kind of restrictive eating and, and again, I'm all about balance and enjoying the indulgence and, and all that good stuff. So um, so I, I decided that I wanted to, to share this little snippet from the Heather McDonald show because Dr. Drew was on it and he was basically saying that, you know, El Heather was bringing up how, oh, you know, alcohol ages you and, and you know, all the stuff about how bad alcohol is because Heather likes to go out and have some cocktails and enjoy her life. And, and, and Dr. Drew was basically just saying, look, it is toxic. It's, it's a carcinogen for every tissue in our body. Um, he's like, but this idea of living forever and being 30 years old at 70, he's like, that's a flawed way of, of living for a lot of people. He goes, some people can do it. I mean, that's exactly what Dr. Mark Hyman was, was talking about, how he's like 20 years younger than he actually is. But, um, you know, Dr. Drew is like, to me, that's not really living. He's like, I'm 65. I feel great. I have dessert. I have the wine. And he's like, no, it's not, you know, it, it shouldn't justify like cocaine use. <laughs> he goes, but, you know, live your life. And, and I, I like that he actually brought up, it's not like cocaine use because Dr. Mark Hyman was saying the opposite. He's like, it's like a recreational drug. And, you know, if, if that's the case that I'm doing recreational drugs all the time, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's, 
because I don't know. I mean, I think, and, and my mom's the same way. Like we need a little dessert. You know, last night I'm in bed. I had my, my, my good, you know, beef, beef tacos. And it was, you know, pretty, pretty healthy dinner. Uh, and I needed some dark chocolate. I have, I got these dark chocolate toffee pieces that I'm bringing up for the weekend. And I just went and grabbed a couple and they were delicious and call it an addiction. Fine. But you know, I, I definitely do need some of that balance where I have the dessert, you know, have some drinks and have some friends. And look, if I don't live as long or don't look as great as I age, I'm, I'm okay with that personally. And everybody has to make their own choices in life, right? What's important to you? For me, living my life the way that I want to. And look, my dad was the same way. My dad was not going to go out for a walk. My dad was not going to eat, you know, whole foods. He was not going to get in regular movement. He was not going to give up his cigarettes. Like that's the way he wanted to live his lifestyle. And he did suffer for it. Now, I think having some balance will prevent some of that suffering. Right. But obviously, you know, Dr. Mark Hyman might live longer and feel better than I will when I'm his age. So, but that's okay. That's, that's a risk I personally am choosing to take because I need my toffee I'm going to have my Trulies and some wine this weekend and enjoy my life. So to each his own. Anyway, that was my diet culture media moments of the week. All right, now let's get into my healthy habits of the week. So this has been a pretty good week. I... I did decide to, because last week I had eaten so much sugar during the week that I ended up over the weekend kind of cutting back a little bit on how much sugar I was intaking over the weekend. So I had had the HelloFresh meal that I had saved for Friday and Saturday. So I ate Whole Foods. I, you know, I, I just made a pan of brownies. So I did have the some brownies on Saturday and I didn't really eat any sweet stuff on Sunday but um so yeah it was really just the Saturday night I was making brownies well I I used the excuse of making brownies for the pool party that I was going to the next day so that I could eat some of the brownies on Saturday night and you know I again I was trying not to go out and buy processed sugar so but I had the brown stuff to make brownies I made them I still had a little bit of vanilla frosting in the the free and the fridge. So from my sugar cookies I had made a couple weeks before. So even though brownies really don't need icing, I still on the few brownies I ate, I put some of the vanilla icing to make it extra sugary. So I guess that shouldn't be included in my healthy habits, but um but anyway, that's that move that to my tasty treat section that's coming up next. But um but overall, you know, I I, I did cut back, except for that Saturday from, from this past week. Overall, this whole week has been less sugar. I did, you know, I, I do have some dark chocolate. I had the dark chocolate toffee chips, you know, and, and some like um, almond butter dark chocolate uh, pieces. But again, if I have a little bit of dark chocolate with it, and that's like my sweet treat during my healthy habits, I feel like that's okay. Um, and I feel, I still feel good about eating a little bit of dark chocolate. So, um, so that's kind of how like I balance the week and, and get my sugar craving satisfied, but have some antioxidants too with the dark chocolate. Uh, but the, so my HelloFresh meals this week, I had the shrimp couscous and charred broccoli dish. It was just really, really delicious. My only complaint about that is when I opened the shrimp, ugh, I had to remove the poop chute, which is that like vein, that vein thing, that dark, ugh, I can't. I mean, when I, when I saw that it had that in it, I had to sit there and meticulously remove it, which is, it always like grosses me out. But, um, but I did it and ended up enjoying the dish regardless. And it was, um, you know, so buttery and, and had some heat to it. Used some red chili flakes, uh, some garlic. Uh, it was really, really good. A little bit of butter, some olive oil to roast the broccoli. And it was a, it was a really good tasty meal. And then the beef tacos I had 
were, they, they were a little bit sweet. I always try to follow the recipes because I do want to taste the flavor combinations that they put together. They typically are very well balanced. This one had a little bit too much sweetness. So it had like a soy, like a, a sweet soy glaze to it. Uh, and then I didn't use the, they, they, you know, put some mayo and sriracha and stuff. I, I don't, I don't like mayo, so I didn't use any of that, but, uh, but it was good. And then besides that, I just had some minestrone soup. I cut up some, some cucumbers and just had a bunch of raw cucumbers as snacks through the week. I did my superfood smoothie that I have on my website, uh, thedietobsessed.com if you want that recipe. That superfood smoothie is is a huge part of my healthy habit every every morning. It just sets my day right. I get my avocado, I get my raspberries, my blueberries, my spinach, my you know green tea, my chia seeds. It just really sets me up for feeling good. And then if I have that you know delicious meal later, I'm feeling pretty good and and I'm satisfied and I'm eating a lot of whole foods. And it just, it's, it's a good week when I'm, when I'm eating lots of whole foods, lots of vegetables, getting some protein in there, still trying to increase my protein. I did make some salmon to have in the morning, you know, just that little ounce or two of salmon in the morning is a good 20 to 30 grams of extra protein every day. So I like when I do that or have some sort of like animal protein in the morning, whether it's chicken or eggs or salmon. Uh, so I'm going to keep doing that. I definitely do see a firmer tone in my body when I'm incorporating more protein. So I do want to continue to work on that. In my healthy habits, uh, along with all the amino acids that I get in my in my protein, not in my protein, but in my collagen, in my coffee every morning. So all that stuff helps. And so those are my healthy habits of the week. I hope that all of you had some good healthy habits yourselves. All right, now for my tasty treats of the week segment. So I already mentioned some of the sweet things that I had last Saturday. So that was like my big indulgence over the weekend as far as like, you know, sweet things. But we did go to that pool party at my friend Kate's on Sunday and her friend had made all these charcuterie boards. And so those were, I mean, they weren't like crazy unhealthy. They were just, you know, I love a little bit of like cheese with a little cracker and a little salami. So we had all that. Uh, the I had some vegetables, like he had a nice vegetable platter. So that was good. Um, let's see, he made these sausages. Oh my God. Well, he called them yeah, they were sausage, but he, he caught, I thought he said that they were kind of a, a sort of Italian salami sausage, which was confusing, but, um, they were definitely a sausage and they were delicious. And what else did he have on there? I mean, they had like the fruits and the nuts. And now I have to say that probably the best thing that I ate that day though, was, so she had, my friend Kay is an attorney and she had one of her colleagues over who is Mexican and his wife's Mexican and his wife had made some pico and some guac and he brought some chips. And when I saw, when I just even saw it, I saw the look of it and I'm like, oh my God, that looks so good. And I usually don't like pico. Like usually pico, it, I like the juice of the pico, but I usually don't actually eat all the tomatoes because usually it's, it's extremely tomato heavy. And I don't love raw tomato. I like the juice of the tomato when it's mixed with all the cilantro and the onion. So I do like the the flavor of the pico. It's just, it's usually, I don't know, it's usually got just too much tomato for me to eat the actual like chunks of the pico. But this, oh my God, this pico and this guac, my mouth is watering right now. It was so good. I each bite, I was like, oh, oh my God, this is so good. Mm. My friend KK looks over at me. She's like, you're like, what about Bob right now? And I, and I am like, I am that person. Like if I am somewhere and something is exceptionally delicious, I am like, you know, Bob's, not Bob Saget. What's his name? Anyway, the what about Bob in that movie I am just, I can't help myself from just being like, 
just moaning about how delicious it was. And that pico and guac was literally orgasmic. I mean, it was so authentic and so flavorful. I mean, I was eating that pico. I just, I cannot explain the, the bursts of intense, bright flavors. Oh, so, so, so good. So authentic. Mm, amazing. And I didn't really eat any, I didn't eat any of the brownies I had brought or they did have another dessert there. But when I'm drinking sweet drinks, like I had an Aperol spritz and I had uh, some Trulies, I, I just don't end up wanting more sugar on top of that. So, so I didn't really eat terribly. I didn't, you know, usually I'm like gaining some weight over the weekend and then I end up losing it when I lighten up over the week. But I don't think I really gained any weight that, you know, over the weekend because I exercised a lot over the weekend and limited my sugar intake. And I really didn't drink a lot because, you know, Chad was gone the whole weekend. Uh, he was in Pennsylvania with his, with his friend. So I just, you know, I had a very chill weekend where I just did a lot of work and yeah, just didn't eat a ton. I mean, usually when Chad's away, I use that to just really indulge and, I don't know why, like sometimes just I like to like go overboard when I'm alone in the house. But this time I actually really wanted to consciously feel good going into this week. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention is this weekend I am going up to Sedona. My good friend Michelle is having her bachelorette party and I'm excited to meet a bunch of her friends. I already know a few of the girls that are going to be there and they're awesome, awesome, awesome girls. Uh, and I'm excited to meet some of the other people that I've heard about and I've never met. You know, when you have one of those friends that just brings good people around, like my friend KK is like that. Like she's the one that introduced me to my friend Kate and she just, KK attracts like really good people. And so does Michelle. Michelle has just great people around her and, and Michelle's like also really, really into wellness, very into health. You know, she's mostly plant-based and she's been cutting back on her drinking. Now, I'm going to drink this weekend, so I'm sure she'll have some drinks too, but she'll probably moderate herself a little bit more than I will. Uh, but anyway, I, I did want to feel really good going into this weekend, this week, because we're going to be doing a bunch of hiking and yoga, and we're going to do a, a spa thing, and oh, I'm just excited. I'm excited. excited. So I, I did get some you know, we'll, we'll do a bunch of healthy things. And then I did bring, bring some junk. Like I bought a bunch of, like I bought one of those 42 pack multitude of different types of chips. I just know myself. I'm, I have that side of my dad in me where I do need some junk food around. Like we're going to be eating really nice dinners and, and eating lots of whole foods and I'm going to bring vegetables and we're going to get a lot of movement in, but I'm going to need, you know, I brought my sweet, dark chocolate and milk chocolate toffee chips. I brought some organic gummy bears and I'm bringing those chips because that'll be my little junk treat indulgence in between all the, the healthy things. So it's all about balance people. So anyway, that is my tasty treats of the week. I hope all of you are enjoying some tasty and delicious things this week and going into this weekend. And, uh, more reporting to come over all the amazing restaurants we go to in Sedona this weekend. I'm so, so, so excited. So I will be reporting on all those tasty treats next week. Um, so if you want to hear that, next week is going to be my Craving More episode. Uh, so you can subscribe through the link in my bio at the Diet Obsessed podcast on Instagram. All right, let's get into my podcast reviews. So today I'm going to be reviewing the Good Guys podcast, and this one was entitled Coming Clean Era with Claudia. Now, I am I mentioned this on my Instagram the other day, but and I've talked about this on previous episodes, how so the Good Guys podcast has Josh Peck, who's gone on his own, he's lost over 100 pounds naturally, and then his co-host Ben, who goes by Boy With No Job. He's, and this is a guy, Ben has been very vocal about how he struggled with the same 60 pounds. He's lost it like four to five times his whole life. He's always been overweight. He comes from a family that struggles with his weight. And, and I had noticed that him and Claudia, his wife, who's also this famous woman who has a podcast, The Toast, and 
has millions and millions of followers and they've both been slimming down and I've been noticing their weight loss and noticing how they're dressing so confidently now and, you know, posting all these Instagram reels where they're trying on different outfits and you just see this whole new level of confidence with them. And I'm like, they have to be doing Ozempic. Like everyone around them is doing Ozempic. Everybody, you know, or the semaglutide shots, whatever. And I'm like, they're doing it, but they're not talking about it. And they're they're usually open books. And on, I did a review of the Good Guys podcast where Max Lugavere was on. And he straight up asked Ben, and it was the first time that anyone had in that I've heard had, had, that anyone has straight up asked Ben, "Are you doing Ozempic?" And Ben was like, "No." And he goes, "But," and and he, and it, but he was speaking so highly of it, and I'm like, and I think I even commented on this podcast. I'm like, did he just lie? Like maybe they're not doing it. Like would he have lied about it? And I was so confused because I'm like, well, maybe they're not, but. And and look, I know that people have a right to their privacy about their health. I do. But I also, like a lot of these people are, they're they're kind of reality stars. And so you'd think that they would want to be honest with their audience. Not that they're obligated to. But so anyway, so they get into it pretty quickly. Claudia admits that her and Ben uh, have been using Ozempic or these semaglutide shots and that he straight up lied. And she was like, I want to just thank my husband for lying. You know, he's a good husband. He never wanted to lie. You know, she and, and Claudia was like, look, I didn't tell him to lie. She's like, I just told him not to bring it up. But she's like, Josh, you mention it like every second. She's like, you're constantly bringing it up. And I would imagine that must be really hard if you really don't want to talk to something, talk about something, but then it keeps coming up as a, as a topic of conversation. It's, it must, it must've been really hard for Ben. So I I actually feel for him and and how hard that must've been. But Ben talked about how he thinks it's a miracle drug and anyone that judges has never struggled with obesity. He's like, cause if you have, you know, it's a sickness and he's like, people, you know, just don't say it's a sickness like other like other sicknesses. But there's a part of the brain, he goes, that just keeps saying, eat more, eat more, eat more till you get sick. You know, even when you're so full, you know, with, with people that have a weight problem, it's it's this brain function that never stops. It keeps, it do- doesn't shut off. It just keeps you to keep eating and eating and eating. And Claudia is like Claudia, Claudia totally agreed with that. And you know, Ben kind of gave an example. He's like, Oh, you're full? Okay, go go eat another box of donuts. And he's like, This is actually training my brain to just chill. He's like, No, Ben, you're full. You know, and and people think that, you know, you're losing weight so fast. But if if you're doing it right, he's like, it's it's only a couple pounds a week. It's not like crazy fast. He goes, it's a healthy weight, you know, a couple pounds a week. And it's really your body and your brain finally realizing that you just don't need so many calories to live. And and then Josh just makes a joke. He's like, I just can't believe I've been surrounded by liars this whole time. He's like, I mean, he's like, I bring it up all the time because I'm proud of my journey. He goes, and it, and it just wasn't available when I was heavy. And and Claudia asks, so if if Ozempic had been around when you were struggling with your weight, Josh, would you have used it? And Josh is like, I mean, probably my doctor, I mean, my doctor at 13 years old put me on cholesterol meds. So he's like, I'm sure it would have been in the rotation. He's like, I mean, it's it's so early in the stages of this rollout of this new drug. So, yeah, that's probably why a lot of people are still uncomfortable talking about it. You know, I'm sure in a decade it will be brought up more commonly in various conversations and will just be, you know, part of the the public conversation. And and Claudia kind of kind of said, well, what I really like about it is it's not some new drug. She's like, 
you know, it's not like it's never been used before. Uh, you know, it's, it's been used for, for a very long time to treat diabetes. And it's a proven drug with proven benefits. And, and now those benefits can apply to us. So, you know, it's helped people for so many years. I just feel like it is very safe. It's not some, you know, brand new drug that just came out where in a decade there's going to be a documentary on it. Now, side note, there aren't a lot of studies for long-term weight loss, but I do know what Claudia is saying here. Like, it's not some novel new drug that's that's hasn't been used before. So I, I do understand her level of feeling some safety around it. Um, and Josh said... Ever since humans have figured out how to get food easily, we've had to learn to kind of control what we eat. And it's just been a kind of a topic of conversation. He's like, what's revealing to me, he's like, you know, I grew up like you guys. Like, I, you know, he's like, I'm around New York Jews and Jews love to eat. He's like, everything is centered around food. And if something good is happening, if something's bad happening, you eat. He's like, you eat at every occasion. And, and he goes, then I'm around my wife's, you know, Goya, you know, white family that are tall and naturally thin and really can probably eat anything they want. But there is still this psychological obsession with them, even, even though that they don't have to worry and probably have never had to worry. He goes, they still constantly think about how to eat to not gain weight. He goes, so it's, it's just, it's a prevalent conversation in our culture. And, and Claudia's like, that's why it's so important for me to marry. That's why it was so important for me to marry in the Jewish faith, because it's important for me to be around someone that likes to eat like I do. And then they take a break. And when they come back from their break, Josh says, the last thing I'll say on this uh, Ozempic talk, topic is, you know, because this is, this is important what I'm about to say. In this country, actually, no, I'm sorry, Ben said this. In this country, there's sugar in everything. He's like, even if it wasn't intended to be loaded with sugar, uh, you know, and he's like, we talk about it all the time. You know, what what bread once was. He's like, it's no longer bread because it's filled with sugar. And, you know, there's a lot of sugar in basically everything. And it's a good thing to strip some of it out. And that's what Ozempic does. So, you know, if it's going to move some sugar from my blood, fantastic. We can all do with less sugar in our blood. He goes, so, you know, if you have questions about it, keep it to yourself. That's our statement on Ozempic. <laughs> so, um, so Claudia's like, so that's your apology for lying to the community? And Ben's like, an, an apology was not needed. You know, he goes, because I was always pro-Ozempic. You know, if you couldn't read through the fact that I'm saying it's this amazing drug and I'm just casually losing a ton of weight, but I'm not on it. I mean, that's that's a you problem. And Claudia is like, Claudia appreciates the boundaries that she set and, and that Ben respected those boundaries. So she just ends this conversation by thanking him for being a good husband and thanking him for lying for her. Because Claudia was the one that, but she said that Ben never wanted to hide it. Ben always wanted to be open about it. But it was Claudia that really kind of wanted to keep it to herself and really figure out how she felt about it and didn't want to disclose it until she was she was ready to, which is entirely fair. You know, I, I do understand that, right? Pete, this is someone's health. This is medications that they're taking. But I also think you can't, the, the public wants to know. They do. I mean, we all can't help but be curious. That's just going to be what happens in our brain in this, in this diet culture driven society that we live in. So with Claudia finally admitting that she and Ben have been taking Ozempic, of course, she is very good friends with Taylor Strecker. And so, of course, on the Taylor Strecker show, Taylor also recapped this as one of her topics. So uh, Taylor on her Patreon show with Dr. Wider talked about this towards the end of her show. And basically what Taylor was saying is that Claudia finally addressed the 70 pound weight loss. And Taylor said that Claudia's journey is really what inspired her to get on Ozempic and or the, you know, the semaglutide shots that she's on. 
And she was really nervous to disclose it. She wasn't sure, like Claudia, she's talking about Claudia. And and one of the reasons that Claudia was, was really nervous about disclosing it is because she wasn't sure it would work for her. You know, she wasn't sure how she would feel. And in general, people have a right to privacy. So, you know, people would ask Taylor about Claudia at dinner, like she, she would tell the story about how this friend like put her on the spot and like straight up asked her, she's like, Hey, is Claudia taking Ozempic? And Taylor was just like, um, HIPAA violation. (laughs) Like, why are you asking me this about someone else's health and private business? And it is, it is an awkward situation. I mean, I'll admit, I probably commented on one of Taylor's posts asking about Claudia And I mean, look, I obviously am obsessed with this topic, clearly. So I, and I think, look, I think that, here's the thing. I think that some people do like to be asked about themselves and some people don't. And I've, I've gotten very comfortable in my life asking very personal questions because I've always had to. When I was in the weight loss industry, I had to talk to people about how they felt about their weight. I had to talk to them about how much weight they wanted to lose. I ha- now, like now with my, you know, other job that I have on the side, I have to ask people about their intimate relationships. I have to ask them about, you know, breakups and about marriage and loneliness and all of these really emotional topics that people do like to talk about. And it actually feels good to talk about some of these things. But it, but also, it's also deeply, deeply personal. And some people don't want to share these things. And you have to respect that. So I always respect it if somebody doesn't want to talk about it. But that doesn't always prevent me from asking the question. So anyway, so, you know, and, and Taylor's kind of second guessing herself. She's like, maybe I should have taken more time with it too. Maybe I should have taken time, you know, more, you know, for myself to not disclose certain things and, and stay private. And she's like, sometimes I feel like my only value to the world is sharing everything, but maybe I'm allowed to keep some things private. And I will say this again as a side note, of course, Taylor has the right to keep things private. But I will say that part of the reason I pay for her show is because she discloses very, very personal things. And I like that. I'm a voyeur. I like to voyeur into people's business. So, and that's why I share a lot of stuff. And that's why I created the paywalls and the subscription sites, the Craving More and the Craving More VIP, because I do like to disclose really personal things about myself too, but I don't want to do it to just the public and and just lay it all out there. You know, I pay for Taylor's show because I want access to some of that information and I'll gladly pay for it. And the people that want access to my information, they can pay for it. And, And that's where I think, you know, some of us that are paying for this stuff, we kind of do deserve, a, you know, that insight. And and it's not that we have a right to everything. Everybody has a right to keep certain things private, right? And and so, and, and where's that line? Where's that boundary? It's, it's totally up to the creator or to that person to set that boundary themselves, right? But then the public has a right to stop paying them for certain things, right? Like if Taylor just suddenly stopped disclosing things about herself and kept everything private, I probably would no longer subscribe to her show and pay for it because I I would just be less interested. Uh, And the same thing happened with Howard Stern. You know, I used to I used to pay for Sirius Satellite Radio because Howard Stern used to disclose all the private details about his life. But once he grew to a certain level and he's like, I don't have to share this stuff. And he started getting all these celebrity friends. He's like, I don't have to share this stuff. And that's honestly when I stopped paying for his show. Cause I'm like, well, why am I going to pay for basic bitch information when I want the good stuff? Like, so, so that's, everybody has a right to make certain choices with what they share and also what they, what, what that means when you stop sharing. Right. And that's okay. So so Wider was like, Dr. Wider was like, there's a sociological aspect to this. She's like, because people see Claudia, they see a transformation. And our American society has such a fucked up relationship with women and weight. 
and they feel like they know someone's brand. They know what someone should look like. And seeing them change makes them think that this is more of a beauty thing than a health thing. Uh, and she's like, and people feel that they're owed an explanation. You know, we have so much fat phobia in this country. It's terrible. She's like, a lot of people are extending their longevity with this drug. They're lowering their cholesterol. They're preventing diabetes or, or you know, ending diabetes. So, you know, by going on something like these semaglutide shots. So it just, it goes so much further and, and past a physical transformation. It really gets into someone's health. And But people, of course, in America see it from the weight standpoint. And Taylor was like, people often weaponize information like they did with the antidepressant I was on. You know, she's like, I have so much respect for Claudia setting boundaries and not letting people fuck with her. And Wider was like, a lot of people don't like that they can't look down on on other people for being fat anymore. She's like, there was this superiority that then people used to have. And now that people have access to these semaglutide shots, you know, that's a phenomenon that's happening. And and Claudia, uh, she was talking about how what Claudia was saying on Patreon. She's like, yeah, she's like, obviously, I'm on it. Are you dumb? <laughs> she's like, you know, she's like, there's a middle ground between keeping a secret and simply just not disclosing it. Uh, and and Wider said, there are things in your life that are just not meant to be shared with other people. And and Taylor said that she hated being in a position to lie. She's like, but she also needed to protect Claudia. And and she's she's also worried, Taylor was saying that she's worried that, you know, people will be like, oh, Taylor lost weight, but she cheated because she did it with Ozempic. And 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 Wider's like I mean, Waters like just don't, don't think about that. I mean, it is it is again. This is this is some of the judgment from society, right? That oh, they took a shortcut. Oh, well, I mean, again, you know, Waters like not everybody can stick to you know a whole foods eating plan with with regular exercise. She's like that's just not as feasible for some people, and they need access to something like this. And she's like, and another huge benefit is the psychological component of it. And Taylor said, you know, Taylor said that she's lost 26 pounds total and, you know, it did kind of slow down, but she's very, very happy with where she's at. And the last time she was at her doctor, they asked if, you know, you're kind of plateauing. Do you want to increase the milligrams and, you know, take more? And Taylor was like, no, she's like, you know, maybe I'll take some of the fat burning shots, but She's like, I just love, she's like, I feel really good right now. I don't need it to come off crazy fast. She's like, but right now, she's like, it's more the psychological aspect that I'm loving. She's like, I don't want to go off of it because I'm worried about my brain going back to obsessing about food again. She's like, right now, I don't obsess anymore. She's like, I'm so much more relaxed and present you know, I, I, I work more efficiently. It's just, she's like, it's so exhausting to think about food constantly. And, you know, it's it's keeping me from from drinking so much. It's saving me money on how much food and I used to, you know, money I used to spend on food and alcohol. So, you know, and Wider's like, it's even help, helping with gambling addiction. And so it's being studied for other addictions. So she's like, this is not going away. This is here to stay. And overall, as society becomes more accustomed to this, as this becomes a tool that's used more and more often in our society, it'll be more normalized and people will feel less shame around it. And that needs to happen because people shouldn't be lying to their healthcare providers or to other people. They shouldn't feel the need to lie about these things. And so, and I, I totally agree with that. I think it's terrible that the other people shame people that want to take this. You know, I, I'm glad I don't need to. I'm glad that there's a resource there if I ever have a need for it. But I mean, you know, I, I think that... I think that to each his own and all of us are on our own journeys. And I think we all need to look at what's going to be what's helpful for us and how we feel best. And there is such a psychological component about it. it there really, really is. I mean, I know that I feel great if I'm eating junk, like 
you know, a lot of processed foods. I'm fine with it as long as I'm moving my body and have some whole food balance in there. So that's what works for me. I like the 80-20 rule. Um, you know, I'm never going to be someone that can eat pure whole foods. And and I do like appetite suppressants. I mean, I do like drinking my black coffee. And, and a lot of times some of the energy drinks help to decrease my appetite. I, I like those things. Green tea, like all these little tools in the toolkit that make, you know, living the healthiest life for you can, can help you with, I, you know, I love all these tips and tricks. And if somebody needs semaglutides, more power to them. And for other people that will never, ever go there and it's not a right fit for them, more power to you, right? It's, it's, we all need to make healthy choices. I think it's interesting to look at what people are doing, but I also, again, this is this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This is not medical advice. You know, we all and again, if anything triggers you, turn it off. Don't listen. Don't subscribe. You know, protect your own mental health when it comes to topics like this. Um, but overall, you know, again, I started this podcast because I love topics like this. So this podcast will continue to be focused on stuff like this. So if you love it, please consider subscribing to my premium content, Craving More or Craving More VIP through the link in my bio on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Please follow me on Instagram. Uh, please follow me on Facebook. You can go to my website, thedietobsessed.com. If you have any topics you'd like me to discuss, please DM me on Instagram. That's going to be the fastest response. Um, I have some so a new uh, podcast I'm going to be reviewing. I wanted to kind of change it up. So next week is going to be something completely different that I've never done before. It's a really, really cool topic. I will also be recapping my Sedona trip full of delicious food and wellness activities and powerful, inspiring women. So uh, please leave a rating and a review for this podcast. Again, it absolutely means everything to us podcasters. Uh, just go to wherever you listen to podcasts, leave some stars, leave a comment. Really, really, really appreciate it. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced